1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: Everything failed until he got to the point where he said, Okay, God, I don't have a plan now. What do you want to do? And that's where God wants to get us. Where, where, where we don't have a plan, but where we say, Okay, God, what do you, do? Do you want to do? Where do you want me to go? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have all my plans laid out. But what's your plan for me? That's the life of faith. Life of faith, not a life of science.
1: The life of faith is contrary to the life of science. In today's message from Pastor Dan, he teaches you that the life of science is exact and that everything has a cause and effect. However, as you journey on the life of faith, that is not always the case. Sometimes there are no exact plans, but you trust the Lord with His plan. Pastor Dan explains that sometimes you will have to journey like Abraham and trust that God will reveal the land He's taking you to. You won't always know the plan, but trust that God will reveal it. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 11 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: The details of God's call on Abraham. Look at verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, "Get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house." You know, dwelling in your father's house, that was the place, you know, where you were provided for and protected, where you were safe, to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, I have a few things about this that we need to consider. This this God, you know, the true and living God that Abraham does not know, appears to Abraham and tells him to leave his own country, leave his homeland, leave his family, leave his father's house, and all of the provision and protection that that, that means... And go to a land that God will show him. So let, let's talk about just the first part of that call there in verse verse one. And I want you to try to put yourself in Abraham and Sarah's sandals for a moment. Right? You don't know this God. You've never heard of this God. And what if what if and just just think about your own circumstances, your own situation. What if what if God said to you, very clearly said to you. I want you to leave everything and everyone you know. I want you to leave behind everything and everyone that makes you secure. It makes you safe. And I want you to leave your family and your friends and your house and your church and your inheritance and your job and your 401k and the equity in your home and go to a foreign country where you know no one. You don't speak the language. You don't understand the culture. You don't have any business contacts there. And I want you to just go and I want you to just trust me. you going to sign up for that? Most people would not go. Most, most Christians would not go. Most people just don't have the faith to go on those circumstances. Most, Many people would consider that just to be uh, reckless. Christians would think that that's reckless. Some Christians would. Uh, some, some Christians uh, just couldn't handle that many unknowns. Well, where am I going to live? Where am I going to work? What am I going to do for money? How am I going to pay my bills? Where are the kids going to go to school? What about my child's piano? lessons? Where are they going to take piano? What about sports? You know, like all of these unknowns, like, I can't have all of these blanks and just go. Most people will suffer the paralysis of analysis, right? And just say, I I just, I can't do it. I can't, I can't go. But here's the thing. Abraham and Sarah went. They went with all those unknowns. With all the unanswered questions. They went. And listen to this. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 says, by faith... Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even, listen to this part, even though he did not know where he was going. You know what that means? God didn't tell Abraham where he was taking him to. When it says here in chapter 12, I, you know, to a land that I will show you, God didn't tell him where that land was. Or where they were going. So, so uh, when they left Ur of the Chaldees, when they pulled out of the driveway, they didn't know where they were going to. They didn't know where they were heading. They just, you know, they're just kind of blindly trusting God. You know, it's, it's not like God you know, showed Abraham and Sarah a bunch of pictures of the promised land on his iPad. and said, Look at these beaches. You're going to love it there. It's beautiful. It's right on the Mediterranean. You're going to love living there. Sure, let's go. God didn't tell them. And Abraham and Sarah went, not knowing where they were going. Again, imagine being in that situation yourself. Imagine telling your friends and family, we're moving. Where are you moving to? I don't know, but we're leaving this Saturday. And we're going. Imagine what that trip was like. Just to, you know, just to trusting the Lord to lead them and guide them every step of the way. They had no idea where God was leading them to or how long it would take to get there or what it would be like when they arrived. They had to trust God for everything. They needed God to direct their every step. Lord, do you want me to turn left or right or go straight at this intersection? Lord, as I'm pulling out of the driveway, which way do you want me to go? They've got nothing. 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 God wants us, listen, God wants us to live a life of faith and to walk by faith and not by sight. And living by faith means we completely depend upon God for everything. If not, it's not faith. Living by faith means we don't have all the answers. Living by faith means we don't have it all mapped out ahead of time. Living by faith means we, we don't have all of the blanks Filled in, we don't have all of the questions answered, because then it wouldn't be living by faith; it would be living by sight, and 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 we would have an element of control, right? Which is really what we want. I need a little bit more control of this situation before I'm willing to pull out of the driveway. You know, once I was at a conference and there was a, a an American missionary that was speaking, and he was he was an American who was a missionary in a Middle Eastern country. But before he became a, a missionary, he had worked a whole career uh, in IT. And he explained before he left to go to the mission field, because of his IT background and just the way he was wired working in IT for a whole career, before he left the United States to go to this Middle Eastern country as a missionary he laid out a very detailed plan of what he was going to do and how he was going to carry out this mission. And then, being an IT guy, he created a backup plan. And then he created a backup plan to his backup plan. And a backup plan to his backup plan to his backup plan. Because being an IT guy, it's got to be fail-proof. you got to have all these backups in case your, your first system goes down. And he said when he got to the mission field, in a very short amount of time, just a few weeks, his, his, his main plan, you know, went up in smoke. And then his backup plan. And then his backup to his backup. And his backup to his backup. Everything failed. Until he got to the point where he said, okay, God, I don't have a plan now. What do you want to do? And that's where God wants to get us. Where, where, where we don't have a plan, but where we say, okay, God, what do you want to do? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have all my plans laid out, Lord. What's your plan for me? That's the life of faith. Life of faith, not a life of sight. So now look at the promise that God made to Abraham and Sarah in verse 2. He calls them to leave his country, leave his family, leave his father's house, go to a land that he will show them And in verse 2, here's the promise. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. If if you remember back in chapter 11, verse 30, we read it earlier. Sarah is barren and unable to have children. If you look down in verse 4... Of chapter 12, we're told Abraham was 75 years old when he leaves Haran for the promised land. Yet God said, I will make of you a great nation, meaning from from their descendants. And God will make Abraham's name great. And here we are 4000 years later talking about Abraham. If you remember at the Tower of Babel that we looked at uh, last week, remember the people at the Tower of Babel said, let us make a name for ourselves. And here God says to Abraham, I will make your name great. Better to leave that to God. And Allow God to make your name great. Not, not make your own name great through your pride and your own strength. And in verse 3 again, it says all the fam- families of the earth will be blessed through Abraham because from Abraham will come the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. Abraham doesn't know that at this point, but this, this is quite a promise that God makes to Abraham and Sarah, and listen, Abraham didn't say, when God said this to him, Abraham didn't say to God, but, but Lord, my wife is unable to have children. And Lord, I'm, I'm 75 years old. I don't see how this possibly could work. I don't see how this could ever happen. No, Abraham believed God. He believed every word of God. And he's our example. Right, and Abraham shows us that you—he shows us you're never too old to start living by faith and trusting God. A life of faith is not just for the young whippersnappers, right? A life of faith is for everybody, all believers, no matter what your age may be. You can put your faith in Jesus Christ, and you can follow Him. But we also learn from Abraham and Sarah, well, we learn that living a life of faith means trusting God for everything, even when you don't know how it's all going to work out. You don't have all the details. You don't have the answers. You walk by faith, not by sight. And we see here that a life of faith also means not limiting God by our own logic or our own reason or our own resources or our own limitations. or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor
1: Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's
2: message. The Bible says nothing's too hard for our God. And our God is limitless. And sometimes I believe we, we hinder the work God wants to do in us through our unbelief, right? Because I can't see a way that it could possibly work out. Therefore, there's no way it can work out. Because it doesn't make sense to me. Therefore, it just doesn't make sense. It seems impossible to me. Therefore, it's impossible for, for God. And so we, we don't step out in faith. We talk ourselves out of it. Because we, we can't see logically or reasonably how it ever could possibly work out and we, we simply just don't give God the opportunity to do it through us. I mean, what if Abraham would have said, well, this whole idea of leaving seems pretty risky. Go somewhere I don't even know where you're taking us. I don't see how this could ever work out. So I, I, think, that, I think Sarah and I are just going to stay right here in Ur of the Chaldees where it's safe. Thanks anyways, Lord. Listen, the life of faith is not safe. The life of faith is not safe. How many Christians choose to play it safe? Don't 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 play it safe. Live a life of faith. Trust the Lord. You know listen to the promise that Jesus makes to us, to his disciples. It's very similar in some ways to the promise made to Abraham. Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, and I assure you, that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my name's sake and for the gospel will receive now and return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution. He's honest there. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. Jesus promises a hundredfold return. To the person who's willing to give up everything for his sake. And for the sake of the gospel and eternal life in heaven afterwards. Right? What a deal. But what do we do? Yeah, but what am I, where are we going to live? Where am I going to work? And what about the kids? And, and we talk ourselves out of it. So here's, so here's the sequence of events that we have from. Chapter 11, the first few verses of chapter 12 and Acts chapter 7. Here's the sequence. Abraham's an idol worshiper living in Ur of the Chaldees when the Lord Yahweh appeared to him and called him to leave his land, leave his people, go to a land that God would show him. Now go back up to chapter 11, verse 31. It says in verse 31... And Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife, and they went out with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go to the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran, and they dwelt there. And so the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died, and, and Haran. Now this, this this is important. You know this life of faith. This example of the life of faith. God told Abraham to leave his family behind in Ur of the Chaldees. But he didn't leave his family behind as God commanded. He brought his dad with him. And he brought his nephew with him. He should only have his wife with him on this journey. But he brought his father. He brought his nephew. And when they got to Haran, you remember the map, they stopped And they settled there. And it seems, as you read the text, the reason they stopped and settled in Haran is because Abraham's father wanted to stay there. And they stayed in Haran until Abraham's father dies. And then Abraham continues his journey to the land of Canaan. So what's the lesson here for us? Here's the lesson. Anything you bring from your old life into your new life in Christ will likely hinder you from fully obeying God. Anything you bring from your old life into your new life in Christ will likely hinder you from fully obeying God. Abraham's father Terah kept Abraham from fully obeying the Lord and going to the land of Canaan. And Lot, his nephew, will create all kinds of problems for Abraham until they finally part ways and they separate. Some Christians... Keep things around from their old life, from the life before Christ. And those things they keep around create problems for them and keep them from fully following Christ. God has called us out of the world. God has called us out of our old life into a new life. He has called us to separate ourselves from those old things and walk in newness of life. When my wife and I, when we were brand new believers, we tried to keep our old friendships with people that we knew before Christ. And guess what? It didn't work so well. It, it, it's, it's hard to have a foot in both worlds. It just leads to compromise. In fact, we, we thought we came up with a great solution. We decided to have a Christmas party. That first year, we were new believers. We had a Christmas party, and we invited our old friends <laughs> And we invited our new Christian friends. Awkward, right? Our old friends left early to go to a bar. The Apostle Paul writes, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception, and put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. We're to throw off our old way of life. When we begin to follow Christ and put on our new nature, put on put on Christ. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, If any man's in Christ, any person is in Christ, they become a new creation. The old things pass away, and everything is made new. And listen to me, put out of your, your life anything or anyone from your old life that hinders you from following and obeying Christ. Let me repeat that for you. Put out of your life anything or anyone from your old life that hinders you from following and obeying Christ. Abraham here, he didn't fully obey God's word. He was partially obedient to God, which is the same as disobedience. And Abraham's disobedience resulted in delay. It resulted in delay. Abraham was delayed at Haran. He he was delayed from entering into all that God had for him because he brought people with him he shouldn't have had with him. His partial obedience led to delay. And we don't know how long Abraham was delayed in Haran, but verse 31 says they dwelt there. uh, And the word indicates it wasn't just a brief stopover in Haran. The word implies Abraham settled there for a while. So Abraham's disobedience to God and disobedience to God's word and disobedience to God's command to him delayed Abraham from living in God's will. Because God's will for Abraham was Canaan, not Haran. And when we are only partially partially obedient to God's word, Or we compromise on God's word. We can delay God's purpose and plan for our lives. And we end up living in Haran when God wants us living in Canaan. And we get stuck. We get stuck in Haran. You know, names in the Bible sometimes have a significant meaning. And sometimes they even have an ironic meaning. And that's the case here. The name Terah, Abraham's father. The name means delay. (laughs) Delay. And the name Haran, it means parched or barren because it sat right on the edge of the desert. Abraham's disobedience resulted in delay and barrenness for a season in his life. Again, partial obedience to God or compromise, compromising His word can leave us spiritually barren and spiritually parched. And all that time you spend in Haran, It's lost time. You don't get it back. Whether that's days or weeks or months or years or decades, it's lost time. And Abraham stayed in Haran. And he stayed there until his father died. However long that took. And then he continued into what God called him to do. In chapter chapter 12, verse 4, so Abraham... Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him and Abram was 75 years old when he finally departed Haran. And then Abraham took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son. He still got Lot with him. He shouldn't have Lot with him. And all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they finally came to the land of Canaan. Don't allow partial obedience to God or disobedience or compromising on His word to delay in your life what God really has for you. Obey the Lord because He's got great blessings for you. He's got great plans for you. He's got great purposes for you. But they only come through obeying Him and walking in His ways.
3: He asked me how I know and I say than the finest
1: crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created. And what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person, but God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul. If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com if you're not connected yet with the local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I
3: recognize